What's up, off the top media fans? DJ Chewy here, official Flint Firebirds DJ, and I am excited to talk about my favorite sport, ice hockey, with the boys. Welcome to Rinkside Chatter, fellas. I who's ready to drop the puck? Oh, I'm ready, man. It's been a great week in the NHL. Lots of great games across the board. We got the Heritage Classic tomorrow with Edmonton and Calgary. <laughs> I'm excited for that, actually. Some big maybe, news drop this week. Maybe what's left of Edmonton. <laughs> also had some pretty big news drop this week, too, though. Oh, which one do you want to talk about first? Because there's been lots. There's been lots of news. <laughs> well, there's the biggest one of the week. We want to get it out of the way. Or do we want to wait oh, let's talk one? about Pinto's suspension right now. because that... Let's go, Dusters. Come on. So... I'm actually I'm really confused by this situation because it's been on the broadcast because these players are allowed to bet on all sports besides hockey. They're allowed to do that. It's been confirmed that he wasn't caught betting on actual NHL games, but they're saying it's a third party. So that's where I'm like, okay, so is he betting on games? Was he betting on over-unders or something? He had to have been using a buddy or something. Or something, man. Well, it's uh, you know, it's it's kind of funny you mention that, Dusty. So I'm down here in the great state of Michigan in the U.S., and uh, we just had something recently uh, very akin to that happening with our Detroit Lions from the NFL. Uh, star wide receiver Jameis Williams. Jameson Williams actually caught a six-gamer because he was betting on basketball inside of the team facility. So, again, very similar rules to the Batman show, um, but I, six games versus 41, stark difference right there. Well, I mean, it's pretty close considering six is only is almost half of the NFL season. Oh, it's like, a, it's like 17. A, it's like so, a – yeah, it's a little over a third. Or a little yeah, over I mean, a third, yeah. But – when you had the first suspension for the NFL, it was for the full entire season with mm -hmm. Calvin Ridley. Yep. So they have to make an example out of the first person they always do it for. Yeah, but I mean, at Pinto's case, this is now, I believe, the second or third longest in NHL history for suspensions. Yeah. It's uh -huh. been up there, yeah. That seems like, and, and he's coming off what, an ELC? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's still a kid. He made a mistake, whether or not it was him or and passing on some information. I mean, he's technically not even an NHL player at the moment because well, he's an you, uh, RFA. And when you put it like that way too, right? Like, would you put him in the same lines of Rafi Torres? Like, when Rafi Torres got that, what was it, 32 games, I think it was? No, but we're also talking about Evander Kane, who has is a notorious gambler. Yeah. He never faced any kind of suspension like this. Well, it's, it's all kind of asinine to me. I mean... It, just look right, look right on the jersey patch of the Sens. It says Bet yeah. ninety nine right on it. Yeah, right on his helmet. Like on the helmet, yeah. You can't. I don't be, know what it's. You can't I don't be promoting know what it's like gambling there. and then shunning it. I don't. I, I don't watch know what it's like down there for you guys, but up here on all our sports networks, when games are on, it's like every second commercial is a betting. Oh. Yeah. Yep. I was just about to say that. I was going to say I was watching the the Leaf game tonight. And I watched a two-minute commercial with Leon Dreisaitl and Mitch Marner in it. <laughs> and literally, just before that, it was like the segment they came back from, they were actually talking about the gambling. Sure. Like the, the situation. So it's... Yeah, it's especially in the NFL down here. Uh, it, it's it's real big. And uh, it, it, does get a, it does get annoying, Dusty. It does. Yeah. I mean, it's between bet rivers and bet this and bet that. It's like, shut the hell up, man. I just you're, want to watch some sports. You're ar arguably one of the state's biggest markets right now. And I say mm -hmm. right now because there's still a hot commodity. Is the Vegas Golden Knights. What's oh, Vegas yeah. known for? Gambling. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they, right when they went into Vegas, people were saying that the, the uh, Vegas and the gambling could start corrupting the game. Yeah, but well, think that, about... If that was the attraction. It, that was the attraction for the for the Vegas or the Oakland Raiders to come over to Vegas too. And they're trying to build a lot more professional sports over there as a tourist attraction. You know, hey, come in, see the game, and bet on it at the same time and everything else. So bet on it real yeah. time while you're here. Yeah. yeah. But then but like, it's probably a lot there's probably gonna be like the hotels buying all those tickets and giving them away to their guests. You know, that's what everybody thought at first, but the Knights have had 
not only sell out crowds, but like an engaged crowd. And I say this to my best friend, Kyle, all the time, because man, he hates non-market teams. Like he hates all the teams in the South. I mean, we can all, we can all agree. Phoenix don't deserve a damn team. Send no, them up. They definitely don't. Make them, make, make, give it to a team that deserves it. But, uh, you know, there are some markets like Nashville. Nashville's a real big. Dallas. Like, Dallas is a very growing team. <laughs> Nashville's probably one of the biggest ones right now. That, that crowd fan base is just amazing down there. I had a I had a buddy who moved down specifically because uh, he was a huge Preds fan. Like, moved straight from Michigan to Nashville to be closer to the Preds. Like that would be, like, it looks like a lot of fun there. Definitely in my top three of like other buildings besides like my home team that I would well, like to go. They get I have it. Two they put on a show. Yeah. I have two problems with Nashville. One, I have a buddy that lives within Nashville. He is a huge Chicago Blackhawks fan. Yeah. And I remember there's always ago, one. I remember a couple <laughs> of years ago he sent me this thing they give out at every home game. It's a piece of paper that says go preds on the front, but on the back it explaining all the rules. Yeah. I'm like mm-hmm. That to me, don't go to a hockey if you don't understand the game, or at yeah, least a, a sliver only... of the game. That's yeah. two. That's the I way our game's going to grow, though. You I want fucking really hate their really fan grow. base. Bang fingers. Dusty's right, though, man. You, you gotta if you want to grow the fan base, you want to grow the sport. You got to bring in new blood. No, I, I get it. I just as a traditional hockey fan that's grew up on it, I just yeah. don't like it. Oh yeah, man. I grew yeah. up in the Joe where it was. Stand up and you might get a beer dumped on you, but damn it, we're gonna be loud as hell. Yeah. So do they still do that now? Detroit is significantly less exciting uh since they built the LCA. But uh with, with the team on the up and up and that uh five five two and one record and bringing the cat in, it's uh it's changing. And they actually brought back the old goal horn. Uh, I loved the that joke. move. I loved it. Um yeah. So I tweeted out, I think it was a little week and a half ago. And I was watching some highlights of a Detroit game, and I literally said, within the five years, Detroit will be a cup champion again. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. They're, they're, they're gearing up properly. You have Stevie Y at the helm. I mean, look what he's done in Tampa. It's still yeah. lasting now. Mm-hmm. So if he could do a half of what he did in Tampa with Detroit, the Atlantic's in trouble. Well, it's a, it's a slow build, you know, obviously mm-hmm. building the team back up. I mean, look at how long it took to build the, the Leafs into uh, – and uh, getting out of the first round, right, Shadow? Yeah. You know, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying, but... Buster's a Leaf fan too. I'm okay? a Leaf fan too. Got yeah. That's all right, man. Listen, it, it takes a while, and the way to build in a salary cap era is to get a young nucleus in both mm-hmm. on the both on the blue line and with your front three. And I mean, if you could if you could score a net minder in there that can that can play you 50 games a year or two, that's a bonus, but yeah, Eiserman did it right in terms of building the young nucleus, being patient, being patient, being patient, and then bringing in someone like the cat. Yeah, he's yeah. not trying to rush Detroit's situation at all, and I really appreciate that. Like, at first, that's what it looked like Dubas was doing, and then he got real analytic with the leaps, and it turned into a nightmare. And we're still dealing with that nightmare because now we're cap heavy. We need certain things to help us gear up properly, and we can't because you have to maneuver it in a way that it works, and you can't do that without giving up a key piece. Well, I mean, we all we got to do is is look over to the 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 blue and orange shit show happening over there in Alberta, and Ken, so the reason Ken Holland actually left the Wings is because he couldn't build the same type of thing in the salary cap era. So you knew Ken Holland can maybe bring in you know keep keep around three four key guys, and I mean obviously there's no question about about how well Drysaitel and McDavid play, but that team is not built to win a cup. And you're starting to see those fractures happen right now. But at first, it was choking when the when the moments were big. But now it's man, they can't even get off to a start. Teams are starting to figure out how to how to shut down the McDavid Drysital. Yeah, Dusty, did you watch the intermission there? I think it was the between the second and third, and McDavid was talking. Yeah, he literally said teams have figured out him and Drysital on the penalty kills and the power yeah. plays, like. Mm-hmm. And he, you could see the frustration in his face even saying that on national TV. So what they need to do is split them up. Yeah. yeah. But how do you do that and make them just as powerful? You can't. Because but you don't have nothing you, around them. Right, but that's how you build up other players, too, is by putting them with but them. They, There's nobody that can keep up with either of them. 
Well, look, hey, the, the cap, the caps did this when uh, when Ovi and Kuznetsov were starting to starting to go down a little bit. Split them up for a while, let them kind of find some new areas to shoot and pass out of, and it seemed to work. But uh, you know, it it still stands to to be true. Even though you know Ovi is going to be in the same spot every time, he still manages to put it behind the net. Yeah, the fact that Ovi scored—I'm going to say 700 plus because he's a scored from other places, mm-hmm. but 700 plus at least from the same spot—mind blowing. Yeah, but it—but it's see that it, stat that came out this week about the Capitals and Ovi. Oh, the 10 percent of the power play goals. Yeah, he scored 10 percent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take that, Take power that play Robert goals. Lang. <laughs> That's wild to me. Oh man, Skulls has got a good point though. I I think a lot of the reason why why uh, Obi's been able to do that is because you're moving the pieces around him more than you're mm-hmm. moving him. So you know, I don't know what the answer is out there in Edmonton, but that one in five start is just abysmal. That is not yeah. good. At the same time though, it's still McDavid, and he can just go off at any time. He can, but if he continues this start, I think this is the first time we're going to see him out of the top three in scoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still has plenty so, of time to do it. Just depends on yeah. how long he's out injured. Not if his knee keeps acting up. He practiced today. He's yeah, only coming back he... because it's a big game that he needs to be in because it's a marquee game on their calendar. Which, by the way, man, the pants-gloves combo on those Heritage jerseys for the Oilers, pretty sick look. Yeah. If I, I don't I like don't, the Calgary look, though. Maybe you oh, guys. Remember. I've always loved the Calgary look. But I don't this, like I believe, the, the reason jerseys. I believe the reason they're doing this heritage classic is because it was twenty years ago. I think almost to the day yep, that they did the, the first, first one. one. It was Montreal Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember that one. I remember watching that one live, and thinking, oh, "Man, wow. that would be that would be cool as hell to have the Maple Leafs play the Red Wings at the Big House. Have half the stadium blue and white, half the stadium red and white." And boys, I'm so happy that we got to do that. That was that's a great ins- game. That's oh, absolutely yeah. insane that that was 20 years ago. That first game. Mm-hmm. It was uh, what Jose Theodore, right? Yeah, man, Theodore was still in the league at that time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, talk, should... about, talk about a journeyman. Before, yeah, before well, I, I just about... remember like the toque over the helmet. Yeah. Yep. The that was over the, the helmet. Yep. Um. So I got to ask this question before we start covering more modern this week. Do you guys think the the outdoor games are becoming a little too overdone and overrated? Yes. It should be, in my opinion, it should be an exhibition game. Like we're not, we're just, we're ruining the, the, um, I, I the magic to it. I, I think, it, I think it should be one game a year yeah. and it's, and it's gotta be like either a Canadian stadium or a, an 06 stadium but I mean, like the year that they held held in LA at Dodger Stadium, like what are you doing? If they want to do I, the outdoor thing, why don't they use it for the All Star Game? That that would be cool, isn't it? Because then it doesn't count. It's kind of a ago. disadvantage of having that, right? Like remember Lake Placid? They had to delay the game because of the sun, like mm-hmm. sun in players' eyes and. Like I really it's... enjoyed the Lake Placid game other than delays because it really felt like an ODR fucking game. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, but it, and again, you got to go out to the, it's the marketing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. When you can take something and you can surround a single game with that much media attention, uh, put it in a bigger stadium, hope, fingers crossed, you're going to fill it. I mean, obviously they'll fill it in the Calgary versus Edmonton game, but mm-hmm. you know, you're, you throw an outdoor game in Nashville playing the St. Louis Blues and it's not, it's not going to have nearly the market. I'm going yeah. to so take a shot at the Edmonton Elks real quick, but this will be the first time their stadium is sold out in five years. <laughs> That's a nice stadium. <laughs> at first when I saw it, I was like, why the hell are they playing at Lambeau Field in Green Bay? I've been to that stadium a few times in my life for like different reasons. Never a CFL game, but I've been to that stadium, and it, it's really nicely done. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, it's stood the test of time over there, so... But yeah, shout out, shout out to, the, to, the, to the Edmonton Elks. Uh, yeah, they haven't won a home like game since 2019. Games. But yeah, yeah hey, it like sounds it. like my okay, Detroit so, Lions, baby. So you do enjoy it? I like I like the outdoor outdoor games. I enjoy them. It just it's a different atmosphere. Yeah, and that's the and that's the marketing aspect of it, though. Like, and it, it's, it's too different. close to home this year for me. They have two in MetLife Stadium in New York. 
you have the Devils versus, I think, the Flyers in one of them, and then the other one's the Rangers versus the Islanders. Which, by the way, I know this is just a little bit too far off the cuff here, but, man, their third jerseys in, in for the Devils are just the worst, man. The oh, black one? Jersey? Yeah, the one that just says jersey. Like, we get it, bro. Yeah. You're wearing a jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, third jerseys, did you see the Rangers ones get leaked? Oh, no. I got to look yeah, that those up. Those are dope. Those are dope. I I think they're fucking fire. I think and a garbage. lot of people a lot of people are having Shadow's opinion on it. Um, but yeah. Listen, in fairness, when I think of a third jersey for New York, I always think Lady Liberty. Me too, man. The Gretzky yeah. era. Like that is just their I... go-to third, and it's always should be. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, Haley. If you will, I know, I know you're an Islanders fan, so but your jerseys had a fucking fisherman on them. Uh, Shoot me if you will, but if you're gonna rock dope, a New hey, York style, don't don't you knock on the Gordon's Fisherman's? Okay, that reminds I'm just me. Saying, of it looked like it was an advertisement for a frozen fish food. Listen, oh, man, man, that I, is a dope I, I, come from, I come from the era of the IHL where you had the the Manitoba Moose and you had the Orlando Solar Bears, and my favorite, the Detroit Vipers, with ugly ass eggplant purple. So, and teal two green. of those teams, two of those teams still exist. The Manitoba Moose are in the AHL, yeah, and the Orlando's are in the ECHL. Yep. But what yep. I wanted to say about a third jersey for New York, and I think this would be amazing. Get, if you don't want to do Lady Liberty, fine. Why not pay tribute to one of your two tallest towers that don't exist anymore and have a third jersey that? I'm surprised they haven't done a World Trade Center uni. Like there's yeah. there's pal and there's there's a lot of different landmarks in New York that uh, that you can I, I think to, I to think what might have but... happened. It's the same thing as Toronto. Why Toronto? Any sports team in Toronto can't use the CN Tower. They're trademarked in a way that you can't use them for commercial purposes. Oh, that's a good point. Because there's there's yeah. a, listen, you guys, you boys are gonna love this. I'm rocking my Jays hat tonight. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, get off it, you bearded bastard. No, <laughs> I'd rather watch the uh, the Red Sox, man. Oh yeah, but yeah, skulls. Those are uh, man. I like that dark blue. The stripe pattern too on the uh, on the arms is pretty killer. Looks like see, looks I, like the socks. I like that. I think when it's worn, you're gonna see the stripes go all around the elbow. I think it's just gonna look hot, like sick, like fucking fire. Yeah, looks a hey, much better than a than a black and whiter that just says Jersey on the front. So, <laughs> hey, thank thank uh thanks Fat Sexy for the subscription. We appreciate it. We, oh, we yeah. have a nice. the Leafs third jerseys which we wore tonight. I think are fire. They're they're uh, Drew series ones. Yeah, those are pretty I killer. I really like the black look to it. I just to me that's awesome. I like. Yeah, I, do, I do like I do like the stars number threes, but I did the neon I, I, one. I'm sorry. The neon ones are fire. There's yeah. two. There's two on the Alties that are just absolutely top tier, and that is the uh, the San Jose Sharks uh, California Golden Seals, and yes. then and then the uh, the freaking Anaheim Ducks, the Mighty Ducks 30s. Oh, uh, Wild Wing, love that. Oh one. yeah, and then <laughs> and that yep the Minnesota the Minnesota Wild the North Star tribute jerseys, the ones that came back with this year. The... Yeah. You talk about the green and white, the yep. green, yellow, and white ones. Yeah, like from the, the logo. Yeah, fr- from the freaking Neil Groton and John Casey days. Yeah, I like that coloring. So, given yeah. that you're a Red Wings fan and you spoke about the Big House game, one of their other jerseys that they wore was their motocross style ones, and I thought those were garbage. Oh yeah, I wasn't a fan. That was such a no. bad take on a Detroit classic, like. Yeah, it was like uh, in the '90s that third jersey the Wings would care would wear every every now and again. That uh, it's actually their third jerseys now, the red and blacks. Those used to be. That's like a, a take off of that. It was just white with red, with the Detroit across the front. It gave more of that Detroit Cougars like pre nineteen twenty three look. Huh. More you learn. I know my wings, baby. There's a lot of nice jerseys in the league, though, like the oh, alternates. Yeah. Yeah, but who's got the worst, just in general? Jersey. Yeah, Montreal. Pretty bad. And it's sad because the de- the Devils look when they had the when they had the green on there after yeah, they moved, when they moved dope. over. Yeah, when it when they moved over from Colorado from when they were the Rockies, uh, and they had that green on their uni. That was like yeah. in the Shanahan days. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep, the, the Kansas red, City team used the to red, have white, and greens too. Yeah, Stop the, it, Haley. The Rangers do not have the worst jerseys. Get out of it. Oh, come on. <laughs> She's an Islanders fan. It doesn't know what it's like to win anymore. Listen, the Montreal Canadiens oh. are the worst because they represent a toilet seat. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think that. we can all agree on that. I've said that forever. Oh, yeah, Haley. That, Wings that original Islanders jersey, I don't I don't like the orange. In the Islanders, to be honest. The orange and blue but, just reminds me so much of the Mets. Like, it's... Yeah. I gotta say, I think the Knicks... Hot Probably take. I don't. I don't think the Isles have ever had a bad jersey. I love their fisherman one, but like, I do I too. Know. Their jersey right now is. Eh. But that's just like like classic logo, man. That that yeah. NY with the stick. Yeah. Oh, we got. I mean, we, we I, got a little. We got a little shit talking in the chat. Yeah. I would absolutely <laughs> love the leaps to do something that doesn't involve a leaf on the front, just to fuck with things for once. But they can, it's, give me, it's like, it's like the give me something box, that's not man. a leaf on the front that represents Toronto. So a pot leaf? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more, more Montreal. What are you going to do? Are you going oh to put a map of Jamaica on there for a little No, Kingston? but like we were like, discussing, we were discussing <laughs> it and like I already alluded to it with the copyright issue, but a CN Tower cool. jersey would be sick. <laughs> oh, Fats three XY. That's a, oh, that's bad, buddy. <laughs> that's I mean, you're not wrong, though, Kyle. You're not wrong. Oh man, God. Kyle. All right, that was yeah. Okay. Um, what else we got to talk about? Well, let let's before we dive into some more NHL talk. How are the Flint doing this season? Well, you know, we came in uh, preseason ranking uh, in the OHL and the in the Power Sixteen. I mean, we were sitting number twelve, but uh, it took a little longer to get the uh, the NHL guys back uh, than anticipated coming back from camp. So it was a slow start, and then it was uh, it was hot for about two weeks, uh, strung together like three really nice wins. But uh, we just traded uh, Ethan Hay over to crosstown rival Saginaw Spirit. Okay. So it looks like we're gonna do a little bit of a rebuild, but we still got one spot for an overager, and you know it's a long season. But uh, mm-hmm. you know we made a coaching change three three games into the season. Uh, Giroux's looking real good, though. Little guy, Giroux's looking real good. That was, uh, yeah. What with that situation, what happened? Like, uh, wasn't a coach was accused of something, right? No, that you're thinking of. Uh, that's when the Firebirds first uh, took over in 2015, and they had the player walkout. Oh, okay. That was uh, shit, that's not even that long. Okay, holy, yeah. Yeah, they, they moved up from Plymouth in 2015. They were the Whalers. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, that's – Dusty, you're right. That did happen way back then. Um, but it's been a full turnover of ownership, coach, obviously players and everything. But, no, it's uh, it's on the up and up. They're averaging about uh, 2,500 fans a night, too, in a 4,000 arena. So That's really yeah. good for an OHL team. Junior yeah. So you got – yeah. Go ahead. Finish your thought, and then I'll – no, I was going to say, it, it it's kind of off-kilter. So Flint's always had hockey. Uh, we used to have a team uh, called the Flint Generals, which was pretty much just, uh, if you would watch, uh, if you watch Shorzy, that's pretty much it. They're just a bunch of has-been brawlers. Just I a think bunch during, of no-show players, huh? Well, during the lockout, we had uh, Darren McCarty playing for him. And uh, I think at that same time, Chelly and Darian Hatcher were playing for the Motor City Gears, too, but... Uh, so people in Flint are used to a particular brand of hockey, but I gotta say, uh, the I, I think the I think the juniors team gets that, and you see a lot of brawls during the so games. So it's similar to that. Uh, what was that league with the Netflix documentary? Oh, <laughs> the yeah, Crashers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was very similar to that. Like same about same level. I think that yeah, league but... still exists because they got the Muskegon Lumberjacks in there and the uh, yeah. Green so... Bay. Team. Are they called the, the Firebirds because if you light the ice with a match, it'll just because the water in Michigan just lights up? <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I love <laughs> I love that. So uh, Gen, uh, General Motors uh, auto manufacturer, they actually uh, had a huge, huge presence in Flint before they pulled out and kind of screwed the city over entirely. Don't get me started. I could talk for hours on that. But, um, <laughs> they did the, the same uh, thing in Oshawa, so you're fine. Yeah, the the original uh, Firebirds, the Pontiac Firebirds, were actually produced in Flint. 
Oh shit! Yeah. I have a feeling it was to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a yeah. reference to the car, not necessarily the mythological creature. <laughs> um, one more question for you, and then we'll oh, yeah. get back around. How did you get working with the the Firebirds this season? Oh yeah, it's a great question. So, uh, you know, Shadow knows I've been I've been on the turntables for 16 years, and uh, my company, because uh, I'm a sales and marketing director for a brand firm, my company ended up uh, synergizing to do all of the video motion graphics for the LED ribbon boards, the Jumbotron, everything, just to kind of like bring a new feel and a new energy to it. And yeah. uh, it's funny the 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 opening video like the song we use is actually uh rolling by limp biscuit but i crossed it between the undertaker theme rolling when he's the american badass and then the actual song and because i cut that in a particular way their uh their director of game day ops was like hey do you do this uh like live yeah i can do it live for sure um my best partner uh chachi is actually the stadium dj for the Detroit Red Wings and I'm his auxiliary. So we're pretty, uh, we're pretty akin to, to DJ and inside of rinks and, and playing for that. But it, it's, it's cool. Cause I'm a, I'm a Flint boy. I'm a Flint native. So giving back to the community, giving back to the team, getting a different feel in it. And man, it's, it's a lot of fun on promotional nights. I'll tell you that much. Give it a few years and you'll be working with the Red Wings. Yeah. Well, I, I, I already will do a couple of games this year for the wings, but. Oh yeah. Well, that was going to be my question. A <laughs> little bit different, a little bit different monster. That's an octopus, cool. if you will. Ah, that a boy. <laughs> hey, be- better than throwing rats on there, eh, Scott Mellenby? Yeah, fuck Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say though, I gotta say, when they started throwing rats on the ice, I I thought it was just a knockoff way of throwing octopi on the ice. But when you hear the story behind mm. that, it's uh, it makes it so much better. <laughs> it really does. Uh, Dusty or Scals, what's what's the next subject you guys wanted to talk about this week? I mean, I, everything I had written down, we've covered so far. So, mm-hmm. Dusty, you have anything? I know we were uh, talking, and like, how did we do on our uh, when we were guessing last week? Okay, yeah. so Shadow said that Toronto was going to go one two and zero. You said Toronto was going to go two one and zero. And Kloss said Toronto was going to go 2 0 1, and he actually predicted it correctly. Hey, wow. there you go. Shout um, out to our special guest last week. I predicted the Rangers were going to go 1 1 1. Uh, they are currently 2 0 on the week. So I've gotten one point. If they lose this game or tie this game and lose in overtime, then I possibly can get a second. There you go. As for our hot takes, that we went yeah. through last week, because we do we do uh, hot takes every single week, Chewy, and then we try and come back next week to see who's pretty accurate with them. Oh yeah. Um, no, sexy, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, 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 wait! Shadow thought the freaking sharks were gonna make the playoffs. Was Let's that see. a hot take? <laughs> yeah. He oh, actually thought he actually thought they were gonna finish second. Come on. <laughs> Listen, motherfuckers, a man can dream. <laughs> um Dusty had that Ovi would get a hat trick and Sandine would score against the least. Both of those were wrong. Yep. Um Claus predicted Bedard would go pointless. That was wrong. Bedard scored one goal. I'm conf- I'm torn on shadows because he said the Leafs tandem is not it. And Walt, what is it? Hall, Wall, Joseph Wall, or Joseph Wool, if you will, had two great games this week. But Samson off <laughs> shit the bed in this tonight. So yeah, cool. I, I would say I would say he's correct on that because one is outplaying the other. Listen, I've and, watched Joseph Wool in the, with the Marlies for a long time. He's still not our guy, but he's holding it down right now. I mean, he has the best. He has the second best goals against average in the league. The only one that's better right now is Jonathan Quick. Yeah, but Jonathan Quick leads the league. He yeah, point, buddy Rangers. 0.41 goals against average currently. Holy fuck. Shoot me. What year is this? Don't sleep on Quicker, baby. It's 2008 <laughs> all over again. How many games has he played, though? Five? Either two and a half or three. I know he's relieved. Okay. Wow. Sashurkin in yeah. one, and he started two. 
I bet he yeah, really is lurking in the locker room too. That's the exact same as Joseph Wall. He came in relief and he's <laughs> no, he's played three. And I predicted that two players would get suspended for hitting. I get a half a point because I had one of them. One player did get suspended for hitting Clifton on the Sabres. And then and there was just another one last night. Was there not? No, that's the one I got. That was the one from last okay. night. And then I was debating whether to give me the point for the one for gambling. Cause no, that doesn't count. Said, that's not hitting. I mean, that's hitting your odds, but it's not hitting. <laughs> on the play. That's why I was going to say it's a technicality. <laughs> Can we, I mean, I don't remember the player's name, but I'm glad to hear, and this is just leaving my mouth as gross as it is. I'm glad to hear the Boston Bruin player that got escaped to the face is doing okay now. Yeah. Oh, that, that, happened was, to, uh, that happened to Drew Miller uh, from the Wiggins a few years back. That's scary, man. That shit's mm-hmm. always scary. Like, yeah. Um, so is it, is it, I mean, Neil Yakupov has 60 goals, right? In his career. <laughs> and Connor Bernard has like two. I think we can hey. say that Connor Bernard is the biggest bust in the NHL now. Connor, Connor Bedard actually passed uh, Linus Olmark in career goals today. So, congratulations to him. <laughs> yeah, but has he passed Chris Osgood yet? Uh, well, Ozzy had uh, three, right? I think somewhere up in there. Yeah, so three. Uh, what well, Olmark had uh, three, I think, too. So, yeah, sadly, he's uh, he's above everyone but Hextall. Uh, Broder scored, I think, four. Oh, did he? Yeah, Rador was the was the, I think best he's the leader one at in it. goalie goals. Yeah, it must have been him and then Hextall. Hextall repeat. Yeah, anyway. Garth Snow. Where's <laughs> where's contract NHL history right there? No, that's DPH. No, that's Rick DPH. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're both Islanders. <laughs> yeah, but he's still getting paid. He still gets paid. He still what, gets 20, paid. 2028 for uh DPH day, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's. I'm um, sure it's something like that. Is it or September first? Like I think it's. I think it's September first. Is Rick DiPietro Day? Yep. It's like it Bobby Bonilla Day. Bobby Bonilla Day is July first. Yeah. That fucks me up because weren't they a tandem at one point, DiPietro and Snow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I get it confused. I knew it was one of the two, but like that's still the dumbest contract, and it's now the reason why we can't sign our players for ten plus years anymore. Because no, that's <laughs> that's because of. Uh, Oh, Kovalchuk. Because he retired in the middle of it and then came back and got out oh, of his yeah. contract. Oh, so it's the same, it's the same day? It's yeah. the same day as Bobby Benia? Okay. I was right. So Rick DiPietro is getting, yeah, 28-29 season. Good for Rick. He does a goalie, too. He gets 1. that 5 while, million he, while, he's still, while he works for ESPN, getting yeah. paid money there, too. He gets paid more at the ESPN than he does right from there, too. Just living the dream, man. Good for him. I want to say something. Mike McKenna's a piece of shit. I hope you were seeing this because you're still a piece of shit. Well, that's nice. Yeah, fuck it. (laughs) He's a goalie that when we played him in the Calder Cup final in 2018, I was chirping him on Twitter for years. He's finally blocked me because he's had enough of my shit. (laughs) But he's a piece of shit. (laughs) I couldn't imagine why. I don't know, man. I'm a nice person. He's still a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, you know what? You got to call it like you see it, Shadow. Guy's a piece of shit. Guy's a piece of shit. Exactly. Give your fucking balls a tug. There was one more thing I brought up in our conversation tonight that I wanted to bring up because it popped up on my um, my notifications here. What was that? Do we have? Do you have it, Scouts? I don't remember what it was at this moment. The the NHL yeah, rule you... on the Senators' role in the voted off trade. That one. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I think we should talk about the the PWHL needs. Oh, those are a nightmare. Have you? Do you know the list? Two. Um, I do not. Oh, so now at that time we get a live reaction. Okay. Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'll pull them up here. So Scouse has the list. But, like, I don't understand how we're going to be ruling on the decision. Do you have that list, Scouse? I have the list. Yeah. You just made the the list. 
with the Dandenoff thing or Dadoff, whatever you, however it's pronounced. It's so stupid that we're doing this almost a year later or a plus yes. year plus later. Like, and to make matters worse, you're fucking handing down a punishment to the senators. Yeah, is that the senators need to be pub, pub, punished anymore? Yeah, they're in Ottawa. Isn't that enough? <laughs> no, they're not in Ottawa. They're in Canada, and it's not even. Oh, that's even... that's part of the issue. I think that's why they. Tell you they what, you chose, that for years. You trade away Alexi Ashen, and this is what happens. Holy yeah. fuck! All right, two thousand one all over again, huh? Jeez. Yeah, you're just doomed for the next twenty. <laughs> Alexander Dag. Oh, there you go. Hey, whatever, man. We got the cat, so I'm happy. Yeah. So, I think before we get into the PWHA, what we were talking right before we went live about an overtime rule change. Oh yeah, oh. let's get let's get into her, Dusty. Yeah. So, watching it tonight, we were talking about the the Preds and how the Leafs didn't even get possession. Three on threes become so defensive and if you're not getting what you want you're seeing them double back and double back go to their and regroup come back up is it time to put a rule that if you go past your blue line like it's just played dead i think what you do is you do kind of what the nba does like over and where back, basically. you're in the where you're in the key too long and you get a violation oh yeah i like the over and back on that duster like you have like a shot that, clock no, he's talking about once you cross uh, your like yeah. your uh, blue you mean, line. It's you mean your it's own. It's called blue like line, an offside. Right? It's called like an offside, basically. My only it's worry with dead. that. My only worry with that is the reason you went to a five minute uh, three on three is to kind of make the game more exciting, less stoppage in yeah. overtime. But it's... And, it, and if you're going to add a violation, that's that could end up being pretty common. Uh, what What if you take that the over and back rule, and if you violate it? Instead of blowing it dead, the opposing the whistle you hear a whistle that just the team has to flip it up into the back to the defense team at the time, and it keeps the game going. But they have to flip it to them. So you're like talking about like a dump in? Yeah, like a change of possession. Yeah, they just yeah. flip it so that way the clock's still going and the game's still going. That's a pretty creative way to get out of that, there, Shadow. Sammy, so why is Sammy paying attention to hockey on here? She just pays attention to all our shows. We love her for it. Jeez, man. She is just a whore for some rinkside chatter. <laughs> Speaking of Florida sucking. <laughs> Done. Um, and Chewie's never invited on the show again. The only, I love it. What, also, what I was saying is, what if there was a shot clock? So teams can shot do that. Shot clock would work, too. So it, it forces the shot into play. Right. Yeah. So if they it allows them to go back if they wanted to, but it doesn't reset the clock. Like the clock's still going. It only resets when his actual shot on net. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm good with the rule as long as it ensures that the Leafs are still terrible in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get down to brass tacks what, here. Folks. What's the saying, Dusty? Leafs taxes or uh, death taxes and Leafs losing in overtime. <laughs> There's lots of Leaf things. Hey, listen, everybody in Michigan is rooting for an eventual cup for any Canadian team. Preferably not the Leafs. Okay. Me and Dusty have had these conversations at length. Me and Kyle, a.k.a. Fat Sexy, have had these conversations. I want to ask you two this, because you're both original six markets. Do you actually believe that there's a curse somewhat in in the Leafs organization? (sighs) You're asking a person that used to believe there was a curse in the Red Sox organization. So yeah, <laughs> it's I don't I don't think there's a curse. I think it's just you got to get over the hump on it. I mean, look at you got to want it. You're having you the same situation. You you're having the same situation mm-hmm. out in Edmonton. The Wings mm-hmm. had that same situation, you know, going into in a ninety five ninety six. You know, they're the Dead Wings, and all of a sudden it takes a it takes a culture shift. For us, it was Scotty Bowman, man. Mm-hmm. As soon as we got Scotty just change the entire mentality of the team. You know, if you want to port it over to, to baseball, like Scouts did over there, the, the 2006 Tigers, like that team was built on nothing until Jim Leland came in, just chain smoking cigarettes in the dugout. You had the 2004 Red Sox who mm-hmm. needed luck to 
come back from the four three zero deficit, first ever team to do it in baseball. Yeah, you needed the Cubs in what was it, two thousand sixteen? Oh yeah, yeah. one hundred and one years. One hundred and one years. Bartman, baby. Because there were so many things that happened that caused them not to win. Yeah, like you started to believe that there was an actual curse. I mm-hmm. remember, I remember when the Cubs won, and I really remember this. I put on Facebook, Cubs, Cubs win. Cubs won. Why can't we? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> no, it's a, and I don't think so, it's a curse. And Shadow, you got to, you got to. Hey, they made the second round last year. I think there was. They, though, would, would showing yeah. up for five games in round two really count as making the second round? Because not that's not good enough for them. Hey, they made the second round. I think they got a little bit of a blow off and a monkey off their back, and that kind of killed their momentum going into round two. That should have put every bit of energy into their legs to keep going. They're just they're and missing the a couple. They're missing a couple pieces, and maybe that couple of pieces is is an organized. There's a coaching change somewhere along the way. I agree with that 100. Maybe so it's this is maybe I, it's maybe Matthews in in Marner aren't the leaders. And you this need is what I think needs to happen. There, we need to get rid of Shanahan. I love the guy when he was a player, but yeah. he's not the culture Toronto needs. Coaching change potentially, but what we need to do, and me and Dusty have said this before, is they need to do what the Raptors did in 2019. Get rid of one of the core players, aka yeah. DeMar DeRozan, ship him out. Fan favorite, gone. Shock the culture. Well, and you that'll do, think, and you... oh shit, no one's safe. And I think that's the problem with the Leafs organization is you have Maddie who thinks, oh, I'm untouchable. Marner, I'm untouchable. Nylander's in a contract year, so he knows he can be disposed if they really want. He's, pl- he's, pl- he's playing right now. He's playing yeah. lights out. Nylander's like, playing on it now. He's but the like, one I wouldn't move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a Mitch Marner guy, but maybe it's time for Mitch to go. Yeah. I mean, I could see you getting rid of Tavares. There is contracts going to be I heavy. think, yeah, I was going to say, I think Tavares would be the one to go because he's older. Yeah. And any team that is like if Toronto is not a playoff team come trade deadline, he would be the person I would say and they would retain salary on him. Yeah, I wouldn't I even would go there be. though. They're th- come deadline, they're gonna be a playoff team. Leafs are making the playoffs. I all right, we're we don't have to get into that right now, but Leafs are making the playoffs. It's just yeah, a matter all, of how deep how deep are they built for? Yeah, that's just it, right? We need a goaltender by trade deadline, though. That's gonna be the carrier. Yeah. Oh, Haley, he's not a traitor. He just decided to come home. Imagine that. Oh, weird. Hola, Will Gray. Hola. That's that is true, yeah. All right, let's bring up these women's league teams and talk about that. All right. So I'm surprised you haven't heard about it, Chewy, because it's it came from Clark Rasmussen of DetroitHockey.net. Hmm. These are the six teams that the PWHL has filed trademarks for. Boston Wicked. Boston Minnesota, Wicked. Minnesota Superior. Ooh. Montreal Echo. New York Sound. Eh. Ottawa Alert. And Toronto Torch. Man, they, they okay, listen. They 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 nailed it with the first two, all right? The Boston Wicked is just totally self aware. Totally self aware, man. I only like the Minnesota one. And Superior, obviously, Lake Superior. Like those two hit the hit the hit the hit the puck right on the bar there, man. It, the, but the, the other ones way, Ottawa the, Alert. <laughs> the only way I can accept the Toronto torch is if the torch, like whatever that holds the flame, is the fucking CN Tower. Yeah, that would make sense. You're really but, on the CN Tower for the happen. jersey, eh? It would look killer. Dude, think of that how iconic that is to the city. It would be I, uh, amazing on a jersey. It's a Canadian icon, it's not a Toronto icon, apparently, right? When you know When you think of Toronto, do you really other than homeless people, what's the next thing you think about? Rogers Center. What's it's the sky dome? The sky dome. <laughs> What's the uh, is that the, is that the thing at the thing. sky dome? I think of those, yeah, it's right next to the sky dome. I think of those, yeah. Jap- those Japanese the tower? pancakes over there at Pua Pua. Isn't that a restaurant? <laughs> there is a restaurant up there, yeah. Yeah, spins, tower, yeah. spins yeah. doesn't it? They yeah, got yeah. good, they got good poutine up there. Yeah, if you want to spend $60. 
No, that's, that's only in Montreal. You spend sixty dollars on a poutine. That's a cu- couple no. too couple too many movies for me, boys. I don't get New our poutines are cheap in Montreal. Like that man. one, that one, and Montreal Echo. Like, what? What is your soccer team? Terrible. Your MLS, New York, what? Well, there's the new uh, NYFC, well, the New York Football Club, and then there's the um, the Red Bulls. Are the two well, you already got the WNBA team in New York is the New York Liberty, right? And like that makes sense, right? Yeah, Lady Liberty, kind of like the Boston Wicked or the Minnesota Superior. But man, they they definitely could have done better. And and I'm I'm rooting for the for the for the PWHL man. I'm, I really am. Women's hockey, I think, has probably the best chance of market survivability out of any female professional sport. I wouldn't say that because we've seen the women's league come and go a couple times now. Yeah, but it's got to have the right power behind it. And I liked, and I really liked the last time Toronto had a women's professional team. They were the Toronto Six. Yeah, and that's that where was I'm just, at. It's that like... was good. Well, we it's like it... theories, which was really good too. And you know, you, you got to look at this. NHL set the table for it by starting to include the women's teams in the video games. So you're starting to get familiarized with women's hockey anyway. Mm-hmm. So they're they're laying they're kind of laying the seeds on it, and as long as it's getting at least decent treatment in the media, I think you know it's an Olympic sport. So yeah, I think it'll do well. Um, the Toronto, what are they called? The Toronto uh, Torch. 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 They'll yeah. be playing out of Maple Leaf Gardens, which is awesome. Yeah. And since you can't get tickets to Maple Leafs games, maybe you can get tickets to Torch games. Or go to a Marley's <laughs> game where they're playing for the right reasons, too. Oh, the Marley's. I love, I've always loved that team name. So is the women's Toronto team going to win a championship before the men's? Probably. Yes. yes. <laughs> Every yes. Toronto team other than the Jays. Well, no, you can say, say the Jays, too. Have won a championship before the Leafs have won another cup. Yeah, yeah the Jays won in... Uh... 92, right? 93 and 94, I think it was. 94. Hey, speaking of that, 93-94, Skulls' Skulls boys won the cup that year, too. I've seen him win the cup. I could die in peace. That's all I got to say. Mark Messier, (laughs) baby. You know, I was rooting for the Canucks that year. But they had Pavel Bure. Yeah, freaking. And they stopped the penalty shot in the playoffs. You'll you'll love this, but you'll also hate this. (laughs) When I first first got into hockey, like heavy into hockey, was because of Detroit and Colorado. Oh, the '96 <laughs> March March 27, the brawl down, baby. But I liked the, the Abs because they had Sackick, Forsberg, Foot. Well, first Blake. off, before you go any further, fuck Patrick Wah. Patrick Wah. <laughs> okay, fuck Patrick Wah. And now, please continue. <laughs> But that's why that's I, why I fell see, in love with I, hockey. But I did enjoy the Red Wings. Like I like, like I said, I like Shanahan. I that like matchup was just insane. Oh yeah. Well, they were so they were such evenly matched teams. You know, yeah, in terms we of need defense, rivalries like that brawling. again. And that's and that's what I don't think Batman gets. And that's why the marketing well, of the game isn't taking off like it should. You have to instill rivalries and all this bullshit with hey, we're gonna break up the divisions like this and it's gonna force rivalries. No, you're making unnatural rivalries. Why the hell would you split the wings and the Blackhawks up? See, that's the one thing that I brought up on last week's show is the way the schedule is done. They need to go away from East teams playing West teams and build up the division matchups stronger. And that's how you get the rivalries. Like right now, the Rangers Devils, it doesn't feel like a good rivalry anymore. No, no. The Rangers the Challengers. You play four times a year. How can you have a rivalry? Mm-hmm. But when they played seven times a year like that, like those games were intense. Yeah, but I'm with you. Is, they want to see Connor McDavid in other mar- in all the markets. Yeah, so. I they want to sell. Who does? Kind of stuff. Who? Well, the NHL does like, because the when NHL the Rangers, they want to when see the Rangers go yeah. to any arena, they sell out because it's the Rangers. Yeah. So like yeah. going to a league, going to a league game when they play Edmonton, right? Like say you could have went to a Nashville game for maybe 130 bucks, mm-hmm. but a game against Edmonton's like 275, 300 dollars for 300 seats. But that's not the NHL doing that. That's the teams themselves. No, that's not true. Yeah. Well, yes, but it's not true either because at the same time, like I want to take Laura to go watch Penguins and Leafs. 
and it's going to go four or five hundred dollars because Crosby's in town. Now, mm-hmm. if Laura was a fan of, I don't know, let's say Arizona with whoever the fuck they got over there, all them, it's going to cost Logan me two hundred dollars less to go. Well, that's right. the problem, man. Is that is they're taking they're doing too much of what the NBA does, and that's a superstar controls the market. That's not mm-hmm. you know when when you guys t- when you know you're talking about the 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 Wings Av rivalry shadow. That wasn't like, yeah, there were superstars on those teams, but it wasn't, hey, Steve Eiserman's coming to town. It wasn't, hey, Peter Forsberg's coming. No, to it's town. the fucking Red Wings are coming. Let's go, Wayne. Yeah. Well, what started with that was like the like the Steve Moore thing, right? Or Steve Moore was it? Steve Moore. Steve Moore got absolutely fucked up by Todd Bertuzzi. That's what you're thinking. No, it was. Uh... Yeah, that was when he was playing for the Nooks, though. Uh, what was that incident? It was between Detroit and. Well, it was Dra- uh, It was Draper. It was uh, Draper. Yeah, exactly. It was, Draper. It was Lemieux on Draper. Which yeah. Was, which, by the way, even as a Detroit fan, that was out of character for Lemieux. Like before that point, he was not that type of player. So that was kind of a, a fucking shocker. Speaking of Lemieux, I asked these boys in the very first episode of Ringside Chat, and I'm going to ask you: Had Lemieux not gotten sick, would he have been better than Gretzky? Talking about Mario or Claude? Mario. Mario. Uh, I'm going to go no. I still think, I personally am not a big fan of Wayne Gretzky. He, to me, he's not the greatest of all time. That that belongs to Mario. I think that belongs to, I think that belongs to Gordy Howe. Fun considering, fact. Considering the time of the game and the way he played the game and for how long as he played the game. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Hockey. 50s basically, didn't he not? Yeah, mostly fifties. Back in high school, yeah. when I played football as well, I played in a in a in a bowl that was called the Gordy Howe Bowl that his family donated to him and his family in mm-hmm. the city of Saskatoon. I thought that was the coolest fucking thing ever. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's, I I think when you're looking at goat, that's that. Now, could could Lemieux have been up right up there with him? Oh yeah, for sure. So, and I think mm-hmm. you still got to put him up there with him. But you know, I know these guys awesome. answer. But, like, do you believe that there's a greatest of all time, or do you think there's a greatest of an era? I think in hockey, you're looking at greatest of era. Like, yeah. you can make that argument in basketball, and you can make the debate between Jordan and LeBron all you want. But when it comes to hockey, it, it's era. Because the, the the way the game is played is entirely evolved over decades. Oh, it's, you it's know, you, even it's, over the past 10 years. It's, it's like when, evolved. when I went to the first practice for the birds this year, and you you look in you look in that and you see Brown, and you're going son of a bitch, man. They got 16 year old kids here that are six foot six behind behind the net, and yeah. you know I'm thinking of the, the days when it was oh Grant Fuhr is in there at uh, at five foot nine, and he's tops or Cujo's in there at five ten, and that's tops out for a netminder. So with my job, I get. Uh... I've I got a, quite a few kids that play in American hockey systems. They're getting their mm-hmm. license, so I have a driver examiner. I get some of these kids that are like goalies and even just in the U.S. system, college systems, and it's like these kids are absolute monsters. Oh yeah, like it's like it looks like when they're grabbing the wheel, their two hands are like almost the size of the fucking wheel. Like it's fucked. Yeah, that's insane. Just the 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 way. And the style of the game is played today yeah. is so much different than it was. So you, you can't say, you know, plop Wayne Gretzky down in today's game and expect him to be a Connor McDavid. You, you can't plop, you know, Jake Gordy Howe, put him in and, and expect him to be the same type of player that old. What, what are you talking about? If we're, t- if we're talking Gordy Howe in today's NHL, fuck Pinto's suspension of 41 games. Howe would be suspended <laughs> for like three seasons. <laughs> yeah. Andy would have beat the shit out of the officials. Yeah. yeah. No, well, I, that, that was man. That was man hacky back then, man. But That's you would also have to think. If you plop like Gretzky in, right? But you'd also say he grew up with the same training as like the kids did too, with all the technology and the sticks and that. Maybe they could have been something even more special. Well, you know, I don't think so. Up, that brings I, up a really interesting fact, though, because uh, obviously we all know warrior hockey now, and. The funny thing about Warrior Hockey is that's, you know, that's the stick that Zidane Ochara used to break the, the shot speed record. Yeah. Well, do you know who the founder of Warrior Hockey was? 
Skulls are like Skulls are like this one. It was Ally Afridi. Okay, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> who who held who held the who record before that? One hundred and two yeah. miles an hour with a fucking Sherwood. So yeah, you look at technology differences. I mean, even the the size of the yeah. pad. You know, we yeah. talk about Patrick Waugh being a piece of shit and getting every type of advantage he could get. Nobody but you says this. What that Patrick Waugh's a piece of shit? You gotta love the guy. No, no. I, as a matter of fact, we were cheering loudly in Detroit. When we shelled him for like what was it, fucking twelve goals? Why the, did he hurt the, you? And the Habs traded him. Oh, that he was, was on great. the bench we threw a fucking a, fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we cheered our asses off, and of course he went to Colorado, our our big rival, and, and won a cup <laughs> over there. But, <laughs> hey, See, listen, I was more I was more hyped up. for that cup for Ray Bork getting it. Yeah, no, that was that was a good story, and you know what? Honestly, looking back at the rivalry, you see it and you go. Damn man, I really liked I really liked Forsberg. I really liked Sackick. I really liked Foot. I really liked Alex Tangay. But, but the, the one person that you will always and hell, I even like Claude Lemieux now. Like, dude, dude took his licks, he paid his time. But the one piece of shit, man, Patrick Wild. We're talking about a guy who literally sent his kid off of the bench to go attack another player. And not I forgot about that. 100 right, yeah. Like Patrick was a fucking like okay yeah. I get it well, man bullies are head cases is, but Patrick Waugh, but you you guys just brought up the I mean two two things I want to say one when we were watching this Detroit Colorado rivalry we weren't realizing we we're watching bona fide Hall of Famers like at that on time both sides on both sides loaded like, loaded on both sides mm-hmm. and like the second thing to that is like you look at the players that Colorado's produced, and I mean, even now, and their franchise is still storied, and it's wild to me. Like, it's just crazy. Detroit's just becoming, like, you got Larkin still in the system. You got, like, all these players that are becoming dominant forces in the NHL now. Like. Yeah. Well, it's, and again, that's that's just an homage and a testament to teams are built different these days in the way that you get to the cup is entirely different than you would have in the early 2000s, in the 90s. And that's what I think the problem is with the Leafs, Shadow, is they're yeah. built to be, in the same with Edmonton, they're built to be regular season champions. And you can't you can't do that anymore. This isn't 1996 with the Red Wings. You know, this isn't uh, – you can't have a team that's going to go run the distance, break the record for NHL points, and then win the Cup. We seen that right. last year, and and what was it, Boston? They Boston. they obliterated, and then they just disappeared. Well, that's why, like the the lightning that 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 string that they went on. If you notice, they were keeping some of their key players out for like a month at a time. Yeah, we just don't, get, we don't them, just get them rest. Yeah, we we don't talk about them circumventing the cap. But you know what? <laughs> no, no. In fairness to yep, that, no, you're right. The <laughs> argument to that is. Tampa brought it's, that up years ago right. with, with, they, Chicago, with Chicago. And the league right. said, oh, well, this is how it works. So right. They said, okay, fuck you. And they went on a fucking run. Mm-hmm. No, I I'm, I don't blame them Always for doing Chicago. it. Always Chicago. They mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. out another team on doing it. The league didn't do anything, so they used it to their advantage. That's but saying that's goes also if you can't why beat we had, That's also why you had last year. The NHL said, if you're trading for the intention of putting somebody directly on cap, on your on IR to save and circumvent cap, you're not doing it. Yeah, we'll yeah. see how so, it plays out this year, though, because it's now more of a standard rule. Um, yep. so you mm-hmm. you said it, Chewy, and we alluded, and Scals alluded to it when the rivalry came to almost a, a head with Ray Bork winning his cup. Now that lets me segue into the man that retired officially today. Yeah, Joe Thornton. Yeah, Jumbo. He is Jumbo arguably, Joe. in my opinion, one of the greatest NHL players to never win the cup. Yeah, I put he, him up there. He made Jonathan Chichu a bona fide 50 goal scorer. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, damn. You know what the irony is, man? And I, I, I said this earlier in 1997, the, uh, the, the IHL Detroit Vipers won the Turner Cup. And their star player was Sergei Samsonov. 
Now, Samsonov got drafted the next season, uh, number 16 overall by the Boston Bruins, who also drafted with the number one overall, Jumbo Joe Thornton. So it's like I got that really, really close in and, you know, in watching mm-hmm. Samsonov play uh, alongside of Thornton, you, you really got to to see the beginnings of the career of Joe Thornton. And, you know, he, he was great in Boston. He was, but it wasn't until he went over to the West Coast where you're like, damn, man, like this guy's the total game. Right. And uh, one more thought before, because, I mean, we finished up all our weekly stuff, but one more thought on that is when I used to, like I still play NHL video games, but back in the day when I would build my fit, my teams mm-hmm. always had Samson up. Like yeah. that guy was just fire. Like, he burnt out, he burnt out quick, but he was such a good player. Yes, like yeah. even when oh, he went yeah. to Edmonton and they went on that cup run. Yep. Like, Inter- it, a interesting fun fact here: Sergey Samsonov played a shift with Gordy Howe. I, I, I feel crazy. like Gordy Howe has played with everybody in an actual so in an actual game. Gordy Howe played <laughs> that, a shift. With that's just Samson. like Yager, man. I, I think it was two years ago the streak was broken, but it continued again the following year, where a mm-hmm. teammate of his was in the like cup final or something. Like it was so stupid. Yeah. Yep. All right, that has been this week with Ringside Chatter. Chewy, we, tell people where they can oh, find you. Hold on, we still got to make our picks for this week. Let's oh, make those picks. Right. Yeah, come on. I forgot that you're still hockey. that. That and hot takes. That's what we have left, and then we can get on out of here. Let's go. Who's um, making hot cakes? Hot I got a, I got a hot take. <laughs> All right. Your so... wife doesn't count. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chewy, your team is the Red Wings, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Let's see how many games they have this week. I think we got uh, three this week. It seems like it's the standard this year, yeah, we got uh, we got the Isles, uh, the Bruins, and the Panthers. Yeah, we got LA. Yes, you have three. Yep, we have yes. LA, Boston, and then we have Buffalo next Saturday. That actually, I'm going to ah, the Sabres. Yeah, so I think I'll, I'll kick it off here. I think the Wings are, uh, you know, Panthers look good, Bruins look good. Isles, uh, whatever. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm smelling a two in one week. I think we're gonna get a sneaker there against the the Panthers, who always seem to have our number. But Boston's just looking real, real good right now, and I don't see a win there. Yeah. It's crazy because it's supposed to be a down year for Boston too. It's wild. Yeah. So yeah, pasta so time, baby. Pasta. So it was last year. So two one and zero. Oh? Yep. Yeah, I got two one and zero. Oh. Okay, Dusty. Two zero and one. Oh, he's got an OTL there. Mm-hmm. Shadow. We play LA, Boston, and Buffalo. Mm-hmm. One two. Oh. We'd never fucking beat Buffalo for some fucking reason. But we're at home right. against them. It's so in we Buffalo. Play Winni- we, we play Winnipeg, Carolina, and Minnesota. Hmm. I got a two and one there. I was gonna say I think we're gonna go two and one. Yeah. All right. Hot take. What a hot take. Yeah, I got you. you Got your hot take right here. Right now, the Detroit Red Wings lead the league in scoring with thirty-six goals. Four. We're not gonna mention the goals against because it's not good. (laughs) But. My hot take is that that remains through the remainder of the week, and we come out still leading the NHL in scoring. So Red Wings lead NHL in scoring. <laughs> yeah, but it's a slim margin. I think we, um, I think goals four, uh, Wings are thirty six. Next closest, uh, the Canes with thirty four, mm-hmm. and then uh, you got the Kings with thirty two, and Ottawa with thirty two. How the hell has Ottawa got 32 goals and are sitting at four and four? No idea. I mean, they lit up at Pittsburgh tonight, I think, for five or six. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Scorers league. But, yeah, that's my hot take. My hot take this week is San Jose wins a game. (laughs) Go Seals. Go Seals, baby. All the way to second place, right? God, that's dog shit out there, boys. 
I am going to go with uh, Willie becomes the all-time point uh, to open the season. Nine games. Tied a record tonight. I say breaks it. Good take. Very doable against the Kings. Yeah. Is that the longest for um, for the franchise? The franchise, yeah. I think JT. Did JT get a point tonight too? I'd have to look. I don't remember. I'll go JT right got a point. I'm going to say he did then. Him too. All right. Um, I think that right now there's two undefeated teams. Mm-hmm. Nope. I don't think anyone's undefeated now. No. Well, the, well un- undefeated in regulation. Right. Oh, uh, okay. So there's two teams that have earned a point in every game they've played. Right. That's the better way to say it. There you go. Um, I think at the end of next week, we'll still have two. Oh. To answer your question, Duster, JT's streak snapped tonight. Okay, so it's just Willie then. Just Willie. What is the um, longest streak? In the NHL history, like thirty oh. some games by Gretzky. The Undertaker went twenty one and all at WrestleMania before he <laughs> lost to Brock Lesnar. Oh shit! Wrong <laughs> podcast, boys. <laughs> all right. I was gonna make an AEW joke about the uh, the attendance in the Flynn arenas, but it wasn't the wrong not, not the right spot. <laughs> okay. With that being said, this has been Ringside Chatter this week. Chewy, where can we find you? Ah, uh, yeah, you can check me out uh, on Instagram, the real DJ Chewy, uh, or go ahead and check me out on uh, on the TikToks, uh, Casey Lambert, straight up, um, or check out the Russell Bros. We don't post a lot, but hey, we're still around. Dusty, uh, you can find me on Twitter at McDuster seven hundred five or uh, Instagram McDuster seven hundred five as well. It's called X now, Duster. I refuse to call it that. You can find me here every Saturday night with Ringside Cheddar or every Monday night with Sorry for the Interruption, where we don't give a fuck about interrupting your regular scheduled programming. Or you can find me on Twitter at that guy Shadow.91 and TikTok at that guy Shadow.91.3. Lots of dots. I'm Scouse. You can find me here on Off the Top on Twitch and YouTube, as well as Off the Top Media underscore on TikTok, Instagram, and as Chewy says, X. Um, programming I'll note give it to you tomorrow, 11, 11 a.m. on Rivet City Radio. We have uh, River City Red Zone, and then tomorrow, 8 p.m., starts the subathon on River City Radio. Make sure you check it out, and we'll see you all next week on another edition of Ringside Chatter. Have a great evening. Take care, y'all. Bye.